0: But the pumpkin hunt, as we go and help, went really well. So thank you to the people that came and helped. We appreciate all that you do. But look at all those kids there searching crazy. for the pumpkins and I have, the candy.
1: I have to say that afterwards, normally what we have to do is rake up all the hay and put it into a pile and gather it. You, you had to see seen us yesterday. This was crazy. These, these group of kids started to gather the hay up because they were having fun. you know that work and fun can be the same thing? And they started having the fun, and I caught a picture here of the activity. And so if you were there, you got a chance to see it. Our little guys were running around and, and helping us get the hay together afterwards. And so uh, it was a lot of fun. It was we had a, a great a time, nice in time in the Lord. It That's was a very right. nice time.
0: So this morning, come on and stretch your hands forward, and we're going to pray this morning over our shepherd. Dear God, we thank you so much. God, you have already just been going up and down through this place, Lord. Your presence has been so evident. And we just pray right now that the Holy Spirit would just anoint this man from the top of his head to the tips of his toes from the throne room of God. And let everything that he brings forth today be the words from our Father and Savior to pierce our hearts, to touch our souls, and to change us forever for the things to be more like God. We thank you, Lord. Bless him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, honey. Good morning, everybody. Oh, so good to be in the house of God. I love to come here. This is an opportunity not only to see you, and if you're if you coming on Sunday morning and my head is all around doing different things, I apologize if I didn't get a chance to say hello to you yet, but if you haven't met me yet, would you Please give me an opportunity to do that after church, and I would be happy to give you a big bear hug and, and tell you that we are so thankful that you're here. And uh, who was here last week, in, in church last week, that you had an opportunity to hear from this from the three people up here, Ed and Paulette and Jess? Were you, and they were sitting up here and tell us the story of this, this project they're doing in Africa, and I don't know about you, that really resonated with me. I can honestly say there's always been a part of me that I I wanted to have an impact not just in the local thing and not just in Canfield. I just thought it was really cool to have impact overseas, especially in a village that had no water. And I always thought, wouldn't it be cool that we can actually build a well together? Wouldn't it be cool that we can bring water from the ground and the the village would finally have an opportunity for fresh water? And I just thought that was... So all of this is kind of coming together and I'm so excited. But there were some things said last week. Can I say that Did anybody get some things from what they were saying up here that really hits your heart? And I wanted to do today, I just wanted to take a couple of things that Jess said last week. And I know she's a young girl, and I know she's starting from college and she's starting to get into ministry. And now she sits on the board of this this ministry that's going into Africa and doing these things. But when she spoke, there there was some wisdom In her experience already and and I wanted to share a little of that today and then bring you into the Word of God about our journey with Jesus and I don't buy you this is what can happen you can be doing so much for Jesus and thinking that you love him and you're doing and you can start to fall out of that love grace that he wants you to be in there's actually a love relationship with Jesus that we can kind of put on the shelf as we do things for him and we become a task-oriented Christian and we think we have to do these things to please him. I'm going to tell you this. You don't have to do anything to please him. He loves you. Faith is the only thing that requires him to be pleased. And I don't, often we try to do more than that. Yeah, the, the Bible says faith without works is a dead faith. But we know, here's the thing. If you love Jesus, you want to do something for him. But let the love of Jesus always be first. Let it be the driving factor of your life. Let the love of Christ be what compels you to do things. Just don't do things to do things. You'll find out the Savior and his relationship is much more important to you. So can I tell you that? Just love him, and he'll lead you to those times where he wants you to be there for him in those works of his. It's a wonderful work they're doing. So let's go on to Jess, what she's going to be doing here with us. And I want to first say this. If you saw, Ed shared first, and and he's talking about the well they did. And this is like the first, one of the first wells they did there. And this is when he had an opportunity to to, to pump it for the first time. And people around gathering fresh water, where they had to walk miles and miles for dirty water. Here's fresh water. So as we get into the Word today, I'm very excited. Well, let's go into Jess's story. And now she sat up on stage here and she told you about what happened in her life and how excited she was about getting to Africa one day. And as a young girl, all she had to go on was her father's stories. Now, I know Jonathan Moore, and I've spent a lot of time with him. And I'm so thankful that I have an opportunity to meet this guy and spend time because in his heart, he does have a heart for Africa. But if you remember Jess's story last week, you'll know at age 9 to 14, she knows that she would listened to the stories of her father. She'd be at his feet, listening to his heart of this country, knowing that he goes, that he's a part of it. Now, you know, they were there for about five years as missionaries. And then missionary, she was just a young girl at that time. And so she remembers the stories. He would actually go into Sierra Leone, and in that area, it was very very hectic, and there's a civil war going on. It's very dangerous. Do you remember what she said? They would have these last suppers because she didn't really understand at that time. She does now how dangerous it was for her father to go. And actually, the last supper, they wanted to make sure that they had a really nice meal together before he left because they weren't really sure that he was going to come back. And so at that moment, she might not have understood it as a child, but she does now. And those moments where she would see that and they would celebrate the fact that he would leave and come back, that puts seeds of promise in her heart. And I want to say that everything in your life, no matter where you are, you could be a young man, a young woman, nine years old, 10 years old, like my son's age, and the seeds of God can be planted. Do you believe that? That the seeds of God and promise are planted in you. I believe from the beginning, the Bible says, that he has something chosen for you to do. There's a purpose for you when you're born. Like Jeremiah, he was a prophet to the nations. He was a messenger to the nations. And that was before he was even born, right? And I believe that everyone here, that God knows what he has designed you to do. And I believe when Jonathan Moore was called to go to Africa to do this, he knew what was going to do to a young daughter. And has just stood at his feet and listened to his story and his love and his compassion for people That when in an area of civil war, and later it became an area of AIDS, an area of Ebola. And through that devastation, she has a heart for something she never saw. Those are seeds of promise. What do you think? When God puts something in you, you might not even be able to articulate it. You might not be able to even see it clearly. But God has put it here. You might even dream about it. Some of you have actually had visions and dreams of of things that God has you to do, and you thought, there's no way that I'm even qualified. Let me tell you, those seeds of promise will come to fruition. He's got you chosen. He's got you ready. And then later in her life, which you'll find from age 9 to 14 is the first, but when she got later here, in high school, she talked about a role that she played, and that was to pray and to give and to donate to this country, part of what her father was doing, And she was being prepared the whole time. You guys believe that? That even those moments of giving, you know now when you give, God's going to restore back. He's going to bring back to you. I believe that. And so she was getting things back from God even in her midst of giving and donating. And then when she graduated college in 2011, her role was to speak. Who'd have known? Do you remember her story about speaking to 400 boys? You know, high school boys that she thought, how can I... (laughs) I'm just barely older than them. I'm going to speak to all these boys. She was so nervous, praying God down on them. Oh, Lord, help me. And then she started to realize because of the seeds, listen to me, because of those seeds of promise planted when she was just a girl, all she had to do was just bring those back to memory and then share those with those who were listening. And those seeds of promise when she was just a child, and later in her high school years, gave and donated. She was actually able to tell those young boys, "This is how I know you." And through all these years, and those boys' hearts started to melt. Do you remember that? What she was able to do, in that time, she was able to speak if she had never heard the stories of her father and allow those seeds of promise to be planted, or never gave in her high school years and, and prayed. Would she ever be able to speak to those boys at that time? No. So I'm so thankful that God takes us on journeys. And he has those moments of time where he says, stay, sit, be patient. I'm putting in you those seeds of promise. And so later we know the story of Jess. But there's one thing she shared. I love this. I had to write it down. Here's what she says. To be faithful in what he, being God, is calling you in this moment, this moment right now that you chose to come to church on Sunday morning. At this moment, God will put in you a seed of promise. He said, be faithful in his calling you in this moment, because being faithful in this moment prepares you for whatever he's going to call you to next. I'm telling you, often we miss this. Often we, we put ourselves in places, well, this is what I've always thought I would be doing and, and I'm not there yet. And you concentrate on what you thought God was doing or wanted you to do. And never just sitting at his feet like a Mary and allowing those seeds of promise to be poured in and plowed and planted and watered. I believe today, day, today, God wants to do something in you right this moment that if you allow it to come and grow in you, you're gonna see something that will happen that you will never believe or dream of in your life. That's the way God works. And let me say this. Anybody have heard the, the the phrase vision leaks? This is by Andy Stanley. If anybody knows him, he's an incredible speaker on leadership. He's a Christian man, and I just I just love him. But he says this very thing: he says, Vision leaks. And when I heard that, I thought, that's really true. If I if I really Feel that God has given me a vision. If I articulate that in some way that you that you see and get a hold of, that actually that's leaking out of me. And I come to find out that why does vision leak? And I, I have to believe vision leaks because vision is revealed with passion. If I am not passionate about what I do and about the word of God and what I'm doing in this area, or even Youngstown or even Africa, then nothing out of me, I'm not gonna bleed him. Do you understand? Vision is not going to leak from me if there's nothing that's connecting passion and love for it. What do you think? You can tell somebody. You can sit down with somebody and you can tell the story of Jesus. But if it's not passionately coming from you with a love and a sincere love for Christ, it's meaningless to the one who hears. You are a representation of his love. Love him first and then the passion of loving him will just combine with what you know about his word and your experience that changes lives. And I have to believe that really what leaks is passion. Whatever is passionate about spews out of you. Whatever is in the heart of you will come from your mouth. I don't know about you, I want to be passionate. I want to love Jesus, that's what I mean. I want to love him so much that what I do is always connected to him. I don't want to miss a moment, and I know you don't either, a moment that God says, this is the time, this is the moment. Those seeds of promise that you remember when you were just a baby or boy or young man. This is the moment I have prepared you for. And then from that moment, there's the next level. God takes you on a journey. He says, if you humble yourself, I shall exalt you. I'll put you on places that you never thought you'd be. I don't, does anybody do good in speech classes? Is anybody like that was my favorite subject in high school? There will be a few of you. They say like, one of the number one things people fear the most is death. And then the next one on the list is probably public speaking. Isn't that strange? You get a chance to share something. I was that way. I hated speech class. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? And I remember one time in speech class, this is what you had to do. Does anybody remember this? You had to go up, take a subject out of a bag, and look at it, and you had to, you had to share on that for two minutes. Wasn't that the longest two minutes of your life? You get the subject, you're like, oh, dear Betsy. <laughs> and so I, I won't go into the speech I did because it was not good at all. I'm glad I even passed the course. I hated it. It was like, oh, man, in front of people, you've got to be kidding me. I get nervous. You guys ever sit there and your whole shirt, shirt's like moving? And you're like, what is that? That's my heartbeat. I mean, you're, you're sweating. Your hands are like, oh, cold and sweaty. And then you get to speak to people. Anybody? You know what I'm saying? Am I the only one that feels that way? See, in those moments, I was, I was not going to be a public speaker. I had made, a in my mind, I said, Man, when I'm done with this course, good night. I'm not coming back to it. There's not going to be a day that I'll ever have to do this. Never be a day that I'll have to stand on stage and actually reclaim something from the stage. That's not me. I will never do that. And you know that the time I was going to church... And I know everybody has a church experience. And today, I tell you, when families aren't going and little kids aren't aren't learning and aren't part of that, when I did go to church, and maybe I didn't get it all together, but I heard the word of God. And in me was a fear of God. And do you know the fear of God is the basis of wisdom? And so when there's a fear in your heart of God in heaven, God says, I can teach you. And in those moments at church, when I'd be sitting back there, we had mom and dad had to separate brother and brother. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? We were one year apart, and we'd often get in little scraps. And so we'd have to sit over here, and Dan would have to sit over there, and I'd be like. (laughs) But in those moments that I was sitting in that place, I knew when I left that church, there was something that made me feel good. There's just something about that old church that you walked into, the old smelly church. You remember that? You could tell it was church, it all smelled the same. Yet something where I walked out with was good, sweet aroma. And I actually looked forward to going. And man, who knew that God, at that moment, was planting seeds in me? That even though in high school he knew that I would get up on stage with a subject in my hand in two minutes and I'd be like, blah, 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 did anybody get that? You know what I'm saying? And you put it away, you sit down, you figure you're the failure of the world. I could never do that. I would never be a public speaker. And now look what I get to do every week. And I'm so honored. Who'd have known? God knew. And I don't know about you. Vision is revealed with passion. Get passionate about Jesus and get ready. Because he'll never leave you right where you sit now. If you love Jesus and you're passionate about him, he will take you on a journey. And you'll have impact on people you never thought you would. Has anybody liked Honeycrisp apples? Can you see your hands? We are one. We are one brothers and sisters together. When they announce from White House Fruit Farms that they have an apple crisp ready, I know what I'm going to be doing. And the last time I went there, I got two big, huge things. I don't even really know where I was going to put them all. And I said, just in case they run out, I got mine. They are excellent. They're probably... Genetically modified, <laughs> GMO, yeah, it has GMO, but they're good. I love those things. And the other day I was chomping on one. I eat like three a day. Does anybody know what I'm saying? It's like every time you think about a snack, there's an apple. Oh, it's good. I'd like to have one right now. Has anybody got one right now? I'm getting, I should have brought one in today and took some chunks of it and put it down. And all that stuff will be thrown out of my mouth and you'll be going, what? Man, I just love them. But you know what I did the other day? I was eating it, and I got it down to the core, and I wanted every bite. I don't waste any of it. And I saw there was a, I bit into it, and there was a seed. And I took that seed, and I thought, wow, the greatest apple, and all I have to do is plant this. I said, man, all I got to do is take this one seed and put it and nurture it and water it. I get a tree that would give me all kinds of these little guys. In a minute there, I just thought, wow, what a potential in a little seed. This little seed has the potential of making a tree of this kind of fruit. I felt like I was going to steal. It's like someone's recipe, and I'm going to steal that recipe. Right, Jim? you got a pizza recipe. I'm going to steal it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to steal this fruit. But God had never tendency. when he makes a seed in something, it's meant to give away. It's meant to be planted and it bears much fruit and then I opened it up and I found I found eight seeds eight seeds in that apple and I thought wow I could plant eight trees now I feel like Johnny Appleseed you know what I'm saying <laughs> I felt I got two apple trees in my yard I like to bury them they don't taste a lot good I like to have some apple crisp or honey crisp make some good honey, uh, apple crisp so it all started changing for me I thought wow so I kept them And I think I'm going to plant them. But in that seed is the potential. The core that becomes valuable because of its seed. I was going to throw that core away. How many times have you ate one of the best apples in your life? thought, Oh, that's so good. You're down to about nothing. And you think, and you throw it away. Never thinking that in that little core that you just threw away was eight valuable seeds. Hmm kind of sounds like what Jesus the apple has the potential to give life to eight and you know what eight trees bears how many more and it's just it just explodes in and this huge thing that Jesus says man that's my church that's the kingdom of God so it really is about planting seeds isn't it the Bible says when Jesus when he's ready to die he says truly truly I say to you unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies it remains alone But if it dies, it bears much fruit. A seed in the ground that breaks open, brings forth a tree. Look what we get the chance to share. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. I just read this, Father, be on guard, be on watch. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. And this is it that really hit me, took me home. Do everything. What's it say? Do everything. You see, that everything means you get a chance to plant seeds. You, if you know Jesus and you're passionate about him, you are a planter. And it says, man, when you do things in love, when you love someone, that love draws you to someone that might be in a place of uh, discontent. It says you've got an opportunity to plant something in them. A seed of promise. Spend time with people. Understand when you do everything with love. Of course, be strong. You can talk yourself right out of it. Oh, I don't know, Lord. Not a good time. Be courageous. Step out. Don't be afraid. Stand in faith. Be on guard. Be watchful. Look, never close your eyes what Jesus wants to do. This is my favorite verse. You know what? It's funny because this has come to me five times this week. <laughs> Isn't that why Jesus he does it all the time? If you guys came in, you notice on the other side of that, that hanging, whatever they call that, banner. Wow. So the next couple of weeks when you come into this place, I might even keep it up longer. You're going to walk in, you're going to see this, and you go, Trust in the Lord, the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding, Proverbs three five. It's awesome if you want a life verse hold on to it you come into church grab hold of it get it into your heart there's a great promise with this nicole comes down to trust he just doesn't say trust he says trust what with all and often that doesn't always happen with me and i know it doesn't happen with you our hearts our passion is to trust But really that's what holds you back from the greatest things Is not trusting with all of your heart I don't know about you Are you wondering what tomorrow is going to bring Are you wondering what you're going to do from this point out When you walk out this door Are you saying Jesus I just want to walk with you You don't really have to put any worry to that Because the next verse makes it solid It makes it solid There's a promise He always has a promise after something he requires you to do And that trust It's not that difficult Trust Him. with all of your heart lean not on, on your own understanding that's what gets us mixed up is that understanding god i've got to know he says no you don't would you just take the moment to sit down and let me pour into you would you just take a moment and relax not try to just do everything just don't try to do ministry because it's ministry for me why don't you sit down and let me just squeeze on you just love you let me build the passion inside of you again don't go too quickly I've done it before. How about you? Sometimes I get out, I get the cart before the horse, and I'm like, let's do this thing. And I forget, I just want to love him. Love him. Love will always build trust. Know that Jesus loves you. Fall in love with him again. Don't forget about your first love and then it comes it says lean on on your own understanding that's what mixes this up your own understanding but in all of your ways everything that you do everything you walk into doesn't matter if it's a classroom at school or at work all that you do everything that you put focus and heart and passion into all your ways it says to acknowledge him know he's part of you you're not walking from him, you're walking with him. You walk him into those areas that he has prepared you from ground zero, a baby to an infant to a teenager. Those times that you heard stories of Jesus and said, God, I'd love to do something like that. That was a seed of promise. Anytime that you open your eyes and say, God, I just wanna do something for you. I just do, Lord, like today, Lord, be a, a new day. That's a seed of promise he puts in you. Hear stories of someone else's experiences. A trip to Africa, a trip to Haiti, and you come back with something new. It's seeds. Let them grow in you. Let it find good soil. God wants to do something great with you today. Jesus loves you. There's a purpose for you. Don't miss out on that purpose. This is the greatest promise that always says, And he shall, will, confirm, direct your path." You never have to question whether or not you're with him. Or whether I'm doing the right thing. Jesus, if I love you, Being watchful, being strong, being full of faith. I'm right here, Lord, just use me. Where it is today, and then be very watchful. I guarantee it, if your passion is there, you love him, he will put you in the very step he wants you to be. Don't discredit him because it's not a trip to Africa. It just might be a story to hear. You trust me, he says. You trust me with your life. Let's not get out of step with him. He says, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. He orders them for every one of us. He says, I love you. I've ordered them. I don't know about you. When God orders something, I think it will be brought. Trust him with all of your heart. Lean not on what you think you should understand or what you think he's meaning by this. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall and always will direct your path. It is a straight path. And every step is ordained by God. I get to plant seeds. I get to be watered by Him. I get to bear much fruit with Him. And people will change right before your very eyes. They'll start to hear it. Passion leaks. Passion will always leak from you. You'll bleed it. Just like Christ bled it on the cross. You'll bleed it. And people will become very very hopeful in you trust cultivates the soil to receive the seeds of promise allows you to be watered to receive his promises God is good what do you guys think is he worth following is he worth following are you willing are you willing to count the cost he says count the cost are you willing to pick up your cross and follow me? If you are, get passionate about me. Fall in love with me. I'll take you on a trip you never thought you'd go. And he's right there with you. He's a good God. He is a good God. Bible says all good and perfect things come from the Father. All good and perfect things. Jesus was one thing he gave to us. It's perfect and it was good. And He's set an example. It is so amazing to follow him. It is one of the best things I've ever done. never lose focus please just love him and be willing to take the journey with him father thank you lord for this day you are good and your love will always endure forever thank you lord that it's about a love it's about leaking passion out that those around us lord there's times we just need to sit at your feet there's times we just need to hear a story There's a time that you will call us to do something, that we'll do something that we thought, how can I? And Lord, you do something absolutely extraordinary, just with simple hands. God, I thank you for every person in this place. I pray for the motivation of Jesus that we're going to go on a journey with you. And God, it is so wonderful. We love you. We give you full reign of our lives today. In the name of Jesus, we pray.